One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another Friday edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're so excited to have you along with us again on the Voice America Business Network. Every Fridays, we like to wrap up the, the final hour in the afternoon for me uh, right here on the Work-Life Balance. And we're so excited about today's show. I can't wait to get to our guests. But, but first... Um, we always like to uh, recap the week. It, it was a, a, another incredible week for us. Um, we kicked off a brand new client in North Carolina. So I was actually in Raleigh, North Carolina all week and, and working with a new client where we're going to really be kind of revolutionizing a new industry uh, or looking at an industry in a new way with some software. And so we really can't reveal a whole lot about what we're doing. Uh, we just know that when we're done, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, and so hopefully some more details can come out. Uh, but, uh, you know, some of the things that we're doing are pretty proprietary. Uh, the cool thing is, though, is that the return on investment of the project that we just started um, literally could be within the first year. So it's always exciting to be a part of things like that um, and to be working uh, with organizations that really have a vision of leadership and really can see that organizational change and, and want to be a part of that. And so uh, we were there, uh, my team and I, uh, from Tuesday through Thursday. So I got back really late last night uh, and then back into my office here this Friday. Um, and then, of course, the launch of RickAMorris.com. Uh, you know, we rebranded, relaunched that site um, coming out of the Costa Rica trip on March 31st. Uh, and so we still haven't really gone uh, completely a month. But the, the response from you, the listener, the response from our clients and the people that have been following us for so many years as, as a speaker and author – uh, has been incredible. We, we've seen literally almost a 10,000% uh, growth in, in jump in, in interaction with us on that website since we've launched it uh, with the new products that we're offering there. So again, if you haven't had a chance to visit the new rickamorris.com, uh, we've got some really innovative new products that you, you can uh, interact with us on. Uh, I've got two of my most popular webinars that I do all over the world uh, that's available on demand for you. Uh, we've got a free webinar out there for you, as well as two new innovative products, which is the Masterclass, um, which is an on-demand series uh, based on our number one selling book, Project Management That Works, as well as we've got the uh, Now Mentorship series, which again, uh, has never been done for the project management industry. So we're really excited about those launches, and you can find all of that at rickamorris.com. But let's get to today's guest. Uh, you know, I've been talking about this for weeks. Um, we we had an opportunity. We thought we were going to have her on sooner, and, of course, scheduling. She She's one of the hardest people to, to get a hold of, and once you understand <laughs> her and get a chance to listen to her, you'll know why. Um, but I've got a, a little bit more of a personal story. So normally I read bios and agendas and things like that. Um, but uh, when when you see this person light up a stage, uh, it, it's incredible. And I remember going to one of my first uh, JMT uh, 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 IMCs is what we call it, but it's the International Maxwell Certifications. Um, there's this this kind of just super energetic person that just fires up the crowd and gets everybody going right before, you know, we get into a full day. And, and that person is who we've got on the show today. And so she's got a brand new academy that we're going to be talking about, a whole new business launch that she's been doing. And really, her academy has two specializations. So on one side, they really help people um, with their life quality, starting from their thinking capacity, and that they're, they're she's really convinced that there's so much more potential hiding in every person that she meets. And on the other side, she helps develop professional coaches. So she does that by teaching them and enabling them, following them from, from kind of the beginning of their business, the startup of their business, um, the, to that successful customer and coach, right? So, and um, she also has a new book that we're going to be talking about, which is The Path to a More Positive Life in Nine Steps. So let's bring her on right now, the one, the only, Inga Rock. How you doing, Inga? <laughs> Hi, Rick. Thank you. What an introduction. <laughs> I'm so Absolutely. excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you. So the last time we saw each other was in Orlando. 
um, just exactly. a couple of months ago, but it seems like so long ago. And in already the countdown has begun to August, uh, which hopefully yeah. we'll be seeing each other again soon. But um, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and just kind of how your path came and led you to the John Maxwell team uh, originally as well. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, my journey starts more than 10 years ago where literally my whole life fell apart. <laughs> they call it rock bottom, and that's what my name stands for, I guess. So I, I literally lost everything. I lost my business. I lost my home. Uh, uh, God bless, have two children, well and safe, so I got to keep them. Uh, lost my marriage. It was a complete uh, turmoil. But, you know, sometimes... Uh, it's a good thing. You don't see it when you are in the storm, but then afterwards, I got to see that, that there was diff, uh, definitely a, a life shift for me. It had to happen because I was so stuck in my comfort zone and in my daily routines, which is absolutely not me. So, I mean, I think God just kicked me out of there. And um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I started to search for myself. When I was 16 years old, my dream was to become a psychologist, and my mom said no. She says, no, 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 every side is, is like crazy, and, you know, you, you, cannot, you just cannot do this. And I was like, what? I really want to do this. So anyway, lost the dream, but then the dream came back. And, but then this time it came back in, in the sense of personal development and business development. So I started my one-on-one very small coaching practice uh, in 2007, in my formal grandparents' house, um, and it started to grow until I hit the class roof, and my agenda was completely booked, like five, six, seven clients a day, and that is for coaches who are listening, they, they're probably nodding like, oh, yeah, my, I mean, that's too much. You cannot handle it. So then, then came the idea, like, I need a team. I can't do this alone. I need a team. And also, of course, geographically, Belgium is a very, very small country. But even, you know, the smaller the country, the less people travel. So it was hard to get clients from the East Coast or, you know, the West Side or from the North or the South. And, you know, it was my dream, like, okay, let's expand this and, and really create this team. And um, when I got to the U.S., uh, it was Florida to get certified. Actually, I went there the first time in 2007, went back in 2008. Um, I met John Maxwell there. He was one of the main speakers. And, of course, bam, it hit me, like, right away. Um, so, the, of course, the John Maxwell team didn't exist at the time, you know. Uh, but I got really great friends with Paul Martinelli, who then later became the president of the John Maxwell team. And, of course, actually, I knew that I knew about the John Maxwell team when it was just an idea. <laughs> it's amazing. One day, Paul called me, and he was in London, and he says, I got to see you. I have this idea. I'm going to launch this, and I have to share this with you. And I said, what is it? No, I can't tell you. I have to see you. Please, Inge, <laughs> hop on a train to Paris. Uh, we meet close to the Eiffel Tower. We'll sit down, have lunch, eat brie cheese and, and baguettes and drink red wine. I'm going to tell you all about it. And that was the launch of the John Maxwell team. And when I look back at it now, it, it was so incredible that that was just an idea. And look at us now. I mean, like six, seven years down the road, and thousands and thousands of coaches have been built and educated and led it. It's just phenomenal. So, yeah, that's my liaison with, with the John Maxwell team. And, of course, I'm very proud to stay close to, uh, to the team, to the faculty, and especially to Paul, who became like my brother. Uh, we're so great friends. So we don't hear each other that much, but we text, like, weekly. And then, of course, when we got to spend time together, uh, it's just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really blessed and proud to be part of that. Yeah, and, and I, it, many of my listeners and longtime listeners and most of the podcast uh, subscribers certainly know my feelings of Paul and Christian and, and, and crew. And I've, I, I do a show, Inga, every time I come back from, from Orlando, from IMC, and just kind of decompress. 
you know, do I do a show about every, everything I learned and I've, I've wow. got to just kind of let out all that emotion and, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, Absolutely. it's that re-entry after IMC. You know, what's so interesting about your story, though, in, in something that certainly relates to me and and the more people that that are part of that inner circle of mine from from the John Maxwell team. Um, and a lot of the people I look up to in the John Maxwell team, including Paul, we all had that moment of clarity, though. We all had that moment, including okay. myself, where we we either lost it completely or almost lost it all and had to come from that source of, of as you said, rock bottom. And, and the amount of puns that we can do with your name is just incredible, first of all. Um, you know, rock star, rock bottom, you know, rock the house, whatever. Are you ready to rock, which Let's is rock, what you sent me rock. right before. I use it. them yeah. all. <laughs> but, uh, I use them but, all. <laughs> even in Belgium, but, you know, these kind of English sentences just rock. <laughs> but, I mean, we... we from getting to that point to having that moment of clarity, and we, we've got about two minutes before break, but talk about that for just a second of, 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 of looking back at that point and seeing where you are now and, and how that helped you kind of achieve where you are. Oh, of course. Um, I remember very well the, the morning. It was a very cold morning, and we had lots of snow. I still had my perfumery shop. I was a perfumery shop owner for nine years, and it was my business. And... I mean, I was so desperate, not knowing what, in what direction to run. I knew that I was stuck completely. And I closed the shop because, in any case, there, was no, there were no people in the street. So, and I walked down to a bookstore, and I found uh, a Louise L. Hay book, You Can Heal Your Life. <laughs> and I looked at the book, and I was like, what? What's that kind of... I didn't know anything about personal growth, you know? So I said, okay, well, it's worth it, 20 euro. Um, I'm going to sit on my desk and just read the freaking book. You know? <laughs> that was my attitude at the time. And I read the book in six hours and got this turning point. Like, damn, why did nobody tell me this before? Especially at first I was very mad. I was, I mis I was mad that I got to become almost 40 before I learned this, before I discovered this. And then the second feeling was like, now I am never going to lose this again. I want to know more. I'm hungry. Like Les Brown would say, would say, you gotta, you gotta stay hungry. You gotta stay hungry. I was so hungry. And uh, then one day I saw, I was in a seminar in Belgium and I saw this guy on stage, um, with a kind of Tony Robbins energy. Very, and I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. But not in that way, of course, because I'm a woman and, you know, I'm different. I have a different style of personality, but that's what I want to do. And, I promised myself that it would never, ever, ever stop again. And now I think we're about 14 years down the road. So that's, that's what it was. It was the great, one of the greatest feelings ever. Absolutely. And we're going to take our first break right here. But when we come back, we're going to continue Inga's journey. And then we're going to start talking about the Inga Rock Academy and her latest book. And you're listening to The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility 
a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback. Build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance. We're talking today with Inga Rock. And if you want to find out more about Inga, you can you can find her on the web. It's I-N-G-E-R-O-C-K.com, IngaRock.com. And so Inga and I are fellow members of the John Maxwell team and uh, have, it, again, I saw her on stage. I, I think I got pulled up on stage once and we were dancing and getting everybody <laughs> crazy and and then uh, struck up a friendship and just, you know, it, it, it's crazy because, you know, we become such family so fast through the John Maxwell team and, and sharing experiences and trying to, to, you know, figure out not only to have how to add value to other people, but how to add value to each other. And, mm. and so one of the coolest things um, I think I heard you talk about and um, what was really uh, incredible about your story is, you know, you were doing all this in Belgium, which was a very small country, but then you started to really expand this into an international market. So talk about that a little bit. Yes. I, honestly, I never thought that that was going to happen. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. My biggest fear was speaking English. <laughs> Seriously. Until one day, Paul Martinelli said, we were in Serbia. I was speaking Serbia. Well, we were speaking together, actually. And we went to dinner, and he said, Inga, you really have to get clear about this English in your head, because this is only in Inga's head. And, you know, I had this idea from high school, I guess, that my English wasn't good enough. And, I mean, it was, it's a belief, and you know how tough and hard beliefs can be. So, but then, my husband is Croatian, so that helps, you know, it helps to bring you out of that country. So first of all, my, my husband told me like seven years ago, you know, if you can do this here, I can do it over there. So I speak the language, let's do it. And we started, you know, building our academy in Croatia and Serbia and then slowly in Macedonia, you know, the, the formal Yugoslavian countries. And when I would fly in there, of course, I had to speak English, of course, with the with an interpreter with me on the stage, which was fantastic, because every time he spoke, I got time to think. <laughs> what was, was going to be my next question, my next sentence in English? <laughs> but anyway, she, you know, they pushed me out of my comfort zone to be in a, on the platform for before 500,000 people and speak in English. And I think slowly I lost that fear. And then, you know, how, you know how it works. People start pulling my sleeves like, come on, Inga, I want to work with you. When are you com coming to Nigeria? And I was like, what? Nigeria? Seriously? Yeah. Or you, when are you coming to England? Or when, you, when are you coming to the U.S.? And then we launched globally. So the dot-com website that you were just man mentioning, of course, everything's in English because it's a, it's a global language. And I made a commitment to myself, like, it's going to be Dutch, which is my mother tongue, and English. And Although I speak four languages, 
I promised myself that I would never do it in French and never in German because it's way too hard, you know, to make the mind shift. And now we, we are expanding globally and it's super exciting, you know, to meet so many beautiful people from so many different countries. And you know what, what Americans taught me, if I can share this? Oh, when yeah. I first came to the JMT, I was still sh- not shy, like, but shy about my speaking, you know, um, will this be good enough? Will people be able to understand me and, and that kind of thing? And I met so many different people and Americans, they're so forgivable when other people speak English because, you know, they, they find it incredible that you speak their language. <laughs> and when I came first to the CMP and so many people was, oh my God, your English is so good. And I was like, really? <laughs> I could not believe that, you know. But then there were so many people, even maybe not speaking that English that I was speaking. So I got lost. I got, I lost the paradigm. I lost the fear and the conviction that it wouldn't be good enough. And, and, and then, of course, once you lose that, the doors are open and, I love to travel. I love people. I love to connect in so many cultures. And so it's, it's been a blessing ever since. I think it's it's funny what went through my head. And so I'll share with you what, what <laughs> went through my head when you immediately when said that, that English was the global language. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I went to a negative thought, and the negative thought was, "Well, that's because most Americans are too lazy to learn a second language, <laughs> so that's why we're so forgiving <laughs> to the language barrier." Yeah, but then, on the other hand, why would you? I mean, it's not necessary. We have three languages in a tiny country, so I was forced in school to learn French and learn German because these are national languages. It's too crazy to think about, but. So yeah, we we had to do it anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's a funny. It's a funny thought. But then and then again, there are so many expats, so people from foreign countries in the states, who also have to learn English. And I must say, Americans are. I mean, they're so nice and so open, and and they really compliment you on your effort to talk English. And that's that has been a very big blessing for me. Uh, we appreciate that. We find that too, though, when we go to Italy or we go somewhere and we really try, uh, you know, I'm trying to become fluent in Italian. Um, wow. How, how forgiving they are uh, to me as well. Yeah. So I, I, I think it, I, I think it's the effort level that, that people put into that in, in trying to, to step out of that zone. Let's uh, yeah. let's p- pivot for a second, though, and talk about your book. And so, okay. um, in the in the latest book that you came, in, so is this your what what number book is this that for you? You become what you think is actually my first book, and it's the 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 book that I sold the most copies from. It's the fundamental of my work. I mean, I wrote that book in Dutch already eight years ago. Was never my intention, honestly. But then a journalist one day, you know, dropped that idea in my mind. And then it, I think it marinated for maybe six months, and then I started writing. I, I never thought that that was going to happen. But that this one is actually my first, because when people ask me, because I wrote seven so far, and when people ask me, so, Inge, what book should I start with? I will always say, you become what you think, uh, because it's, it's just, you know, it's a foundation. It's the basic principles of my work, and um, we do mastermind groups with it, and it's really great because it's a workbook. So it, it makes you think. It, gets, it has lots of exercises. And, yeah, I, I always advise people to start from there. And so what? So you have, you know, the road to a more positive life in nine steps is, yeah. is, is the, the, the additional portion of that. So what is one of your favorite steps of the nine or, or something that you really like? or hope that people would really follow through with, uh, with the book? Of course. Well, one of my, my, my key principles in general, in, in all I do, is making complicated ideas really simple. Because if it's not simple, how can you apply it or pass it on to your children or coworkers or friends or spouse? I mean, so it has to be simple. And... Um, this book, especially 
talks about the way we think. It explains you how we are built as, as human spiritual beings living in a meat suit, but then gifted with an intellect. And how do you use that? How does that operate? Without going into the, you know, the, the neuropsychology neuro, uh, or, the, or the, the brain, or no, really in a simple way to understand our thoughts, because thoughts are so creative. So I, I think my favorite part is the, the difference and the connection between the conscious and the subconscious mind, the power of the subconscious mind. I just love that. Yeah, and I think once you start peeling that back a little bit and really start digging into the bridge between those two, um, I think that's really what ignited my personal development journey. Right? I think that once mm -hmm. you become that awareness gets kind of awoken in, in you, that's when this whole personal development journey really kicks off for people. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, we think the whole time. But first of all, for 93% of the time, we're not aware of our thoughts. We, we, we run them automatically. And when people, because when I launched this book for the first time, many journalists were like, you know, surprised by the title. What do you mean we become what we think? That's not possible. I can't think about a gazillion things. That doesn't mean that I become that. No, well, then you got to read the book, of course. <laughs> but it, it's really, you know, becoming aware about who you are, the giftedness, the, you know, the potential that is just locked up and seeking to be born, to, to, be, to emerge. And once you know that, once you, know, you understand yourself, that you have infinite potential, but you just have to find the key to unlock the door and let it out instead of letting the ego in and block it all with, with you know, with thoughts, emotions, and, be, and, and, and um, uh, how you call it, um, convictions. And, you know, there's so much that gets in the way. And I think that we all come to that point where we shift because we, we're longing for something more. You know, when we're young and ambitious and we want, you know, a new car and a beautiful home and money in the bank and, and all the kind of stuff. And that's great. But you get to that point that says, well, is this it? I thought it would be, you know, easier or maybe more significant. And I think that that is where the real turning point starts. And we all have that moment. And maybe some person has it at 28 and another person at 59. But somehow you get to that shift. That was what Dr. Dyer was talking about in, in his movie, The Shift. You know, you, you move from ambition to significance. And that is just fantastic. But it comes with awareness, like you say, Rick. It, it comes with, you know, self-exploration and moments of silence and, and just, you know, being comfortable in your own skin with yourself. You know, that kind of things are, I think, um, some of the, the starting points where, where, where this journey starts. Absolutely. So we're going to take a break right here, and we're going to talk about some of your favorite things to do to kind of become one with yourself when we come back on the other side of this break. You've li been listening to Inga Rock, and this is Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, 
CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA project and portfolio management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance, coming in on the third segment on this Friday afternoon. And we wanted to welcome a new audience to the show. We've now been picked up on projectmanagement.com. So if you're listening to us via that network, the projectmanagement.com network, Go ahead and send us a tweet or an email. Let us know that you're uh, listening to us. We'd love to hear from you. That's at Rick A. Morris on Twitter or on at, uh, you can do Rick at RickAMorris.com um, or at rmorris at rsquareconsulting.com. So coming back to Inga Rock. So Inga, you were talking about some some tools and techniques in it. That got me thinking uh, when mm-hmm. we were talking about trying to connect the subconscious and conscious mind and you know, me being a high eye personality in, in somebody who's mm-hmm. kind of an idea generator, um, one of the things I've never done until this year and really become intentional about was quieting my mind, kind of clearing the clutter. Um, and so, you know, when we were at IMC, I think it was two IMCs ago when Dr. Paul Sheely came in and yeah. taught us how to photo read, which I would have told you was completely nuts and never heard of and w- was was outrageous unless – You've actually had the opportunity to experience it. And I'm reading like three and five books, between three and five books a week now uh, because of it. But in any case, the key to that to me was, was again, clearing the path to the subconscious. But two, uh, meditation, which is something that I do now every morning before I start my day. And only for five or ten minutes, but just clear the mind, right? Clear the mechanism. So are those some of the techniques that you like to, to talk about with your coaches? Or what, what are your, some of your favorites? Yeah, so well, my, my personal favorite is walks in the woods with the dogs. I do it every morning. And um, it, like you say, it clears my mind too, or it fills my mind with new ideas. And, you know, for a high-I personality, what that means. <laughs> Absolutely. My staff, my staff holds on to their desk when I come in and say, I have an idea. <laughs> but then again, you know, I'm the creative person in, in, in our company. So I have, to, I have to come up with the ideas. And uh, that is definitely something that I, I teach our coaches, I, our clients in general, is, you know, quiet your mind and allow, just allow, you know, that any thought, can come in and then investigate what that that does with you, uh, feeling wise. So that, definitely, that that is that is something that is very valuable. Um, I developed a toolkit actually of, you know, tra- I call them transformational tools that our coaches work with to work to work with clients. Um, besides the, I would say the regular coaching conversation or techniques, um, because. I understood over the years that, well, in the, end, in, in the time that we live in now and the culture that we live in, you know, everything is fast and people want results yesterday. And most people don't want to spend 10 sessions of an hour coaching. 
So I developed this toolkit that, you know, they can blend now the, the insights that I, the, the things that I teach them, which are actually in my book, you become of this, uh, you become what you think, just the print, the foundations. And then combined with coaching techniques, and that is what makes it really simple on one hand, but faster results on the other hand, which is great. Um, another thing that I do with my clients is, and, 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 and I absolutely love, is helping finding their niche. Because, you know, we have so many coaches now, and if I read the statistics, you know, where the industry is growing about 10% a year, and according to Jeroen de Flanders, it is going to be like this for the next coming t- 10 years. And the world needs coaches, coaches, but especially coaches that have a special niche according to their maybe experience, you know, knowledge, personality. And somehow I developed a gift that I very easily or, or quickly even can see what that niche can be like. Of course, it has to be absolutely 100% uh, good feeling and, and sure for the coach herself or himself. But that is something that, that we develop together. And then we can take it even beyond that phase where we work together one-on-one and people fly into Belgium, actually. We work two, three days together here in my house where we develop the business structure, completely business structure, um, around your coaching practice, of course, or anything you want to do, um, coming from that niche and then, um, you know, pu- putting it on the market until the moment, you know, our coaches are making money and are successful. So it's a long, you can, you can say it's a long journey, but in the end, it takes what? Four to six months, maybe all together from the starting point until the success point and, you know, having people close to you and being able to walk that whole journey is so rewarding for every party. And that's what I love the most. Yeah, and it's it's truly adding value, right? Which is once you and again it's that significance journey as well. Would would you exactly. would you agree with that? Exactly, exactly. Because as all of us, the ego gets in the way. We doubt ourselves. Maybe we question ourselves. Am I good enough? Can I do this? Man, maybe I don't have enough experience yet. And, you know, I am their coach and mentor, of course, which is, that's why it, it goes so quick, so fast, too. That's why the journey is, is, is fairly fast. But it's all about others. You know, of course, it's your industry. It's your business. It, it's your time, it's your agenda, it's your family, and we build that around what you like and what you love and where your heart's desire is. But then in the end, of course, it's all about adding values to others. And that is what I think that is what significance is all about. And like John says, you know, once you taste significance, success will never be enough. And that's what keeps people going. That's what keeps me going, even when it's tough. And um, yeah, you I, you just cannot beat that. No, not at all, not at all. So, what yeah. about um, other books? So, you know, what what are some of the favorites? And of course, we both probably own the complete library of John Maxwell books. <laughs> um, and I'm yeah. gonna go ahead. I'm gonna name the easy ones that we both own that that I already know that we both own. So we I know that we both own Think and Grow Rich. I know that we own the entire, of course, of course. <laughs> I, I know that we uh, com- both own the the entire John Maxwell Library. Um, mm-hmm. But what are what mm-hmm. are some of the uh, like? So, for instance, like uh, some of my favorites um, outside of that realm would be like uh, uh, the War of Art, uh, Thomas Pressfield, or Positive okay. Intelligence, Shirzar Chemin. Um, what what are some of those books that have struck you that 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 had some gems? You you dropped one in the beginning that that was kind of a life changer for you, um, but what are yeah, what are some of the other books that are are kind of? Uh, I love how you know Louisa Hay always said always said I trained the babies <laughs> because that for I think for many people that that was one like like one of the first books you know that that people uh, read. Um, but you know, there, my, my library is very diverse. I have books of, I would say like 
almost esoterical part. I have business books. It, it goes in many, many different ways. Um, but, okay, what, one of my favorite authors, of course, Stephen Covey. Oh, yeah? Uh, Seven Habits, of course. That is, that is a very important one. Um, but also one of, one of that I still love, um, very, very good to great from Jim Collins, which is completely business side. You know, that, that is completely different book, but that's something I love too. Um, and then for instance, about strategic thinking, 11 rings by Phil Jackson. Okay. Then again, on the business side, the email from Michael Gerber, you know, it, it, I think I picked so many things up. I don't know how many books I have. And like you say, once you, once you know how to photo read, it goes really quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that amazing? It really is. <laughs> a, it really is. It's, it's unlocked a corridor that I didn't know existed. Yeah, yeah, t- true. And, and you really get, you really have to put yourself out of the way in the beginning to understand that. But it's really... Uh, yeah, really amazing. Yeah, it's it's very diverse, and you know the book that the books that I read. Um, it depends also on the journey I am on. Like now, I'm I'm a lot focused onto um, um, uh, what's called um, uh, quantum physics. Not not the real scientific. Uh, I mean, dry part, but how does it work? practice and how can we pass it on to our clients to understand that thoughts literally become materialized <laughs> you know that kind of stuff I, I really really love that's incredible I had, a, <laughs> I had a moment as a young speaker um, I thought it was funny uh, Dr. Covey I don't think thought it was as funny but uh, I got a, a moment to, to share a stage with him and in, in he was the opening keynote, and I was the second keynote speaker. And so when I came on, I said, said I'd like to thank Dr. Covey for opening for me. And he, he didn't find it as funny as I thought it was, but uh, <laughs> that was a lesson learned uh, right there. But uh, anyway. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, Another, what you about, know, one more book maybe, a small book that is really mind-blowing. And, and it, it's really small. It is, let me think. Risky is the new safe. Yes. By Randy Gage. Yes. Ah, that that was one of the books that I love so much because it it puts it, it shows you that risk is a myth, and it's all about the concept of risk. That that too, you know, it, it's very diverse. But these are my kind of favorites, I guess. No, I like that book as well. I I teach uh, I teach in project management, right? And so everything is about risk. Um, and mm-hmm. so then I get into these, um, these big conversations about the 13th floor principle, which is yeah. if you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist. And so just like when you go into a hotel, um, you notice that the floor goes from the 12th floor to the 14th floor because we don't acknowledge <laughs> that the 13th floor d- exists. Um, and that's what yeah. risk is. <laughs> so we're going to take true, our final true. break right you here. Know, it's only in America that way. Not in, I know, not right? In Europe. The, the, the building's whole, but we'll just act like the 13th floor doesn't exist. All right, so we're going to take our final break right here, and we'll be right back with the All amazing right. Inga Rock on our final segment. <laughs> In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late. On budget is now too expensive. And today's innovation is tomorrow's antique. Which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously. While always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile. And there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies. A complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Winning in the application economy 
means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CA PPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CA PPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back for our final segment of the Work-Life Balance this Friday afternoon. We've been talking this whole time with Inga Rock, and you can, again, find her at I-N-G-E-R-O-C-K.com, IngaRock.com. And, Inga, you've got something kind of special you're kicking off tomorrow. Is that true? Exactly. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm creating a new um, two-day retreat where I took, actually, the principles of my first book, um, You Become What You Think, but then build a whole new workshop slash retreat around it that is very experiential and, and practical. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, but we're ready. We're ready to kick it off. And there's there's roughly, what, 750,000, right, people? I'm just teasing. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slightly less. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have 80 people in the room, and that's That's incredible, though. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's good for, for a first, first one. one. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. enough. We, you know, when Paul and I do turning point retreats, where we have one coming up in July in Belgium, and we go up to 200, but because we've done it already 20 times. So it depends a little bit on the experience and the hands on, you know, coaching and, and support that you get to give to people, too, of course. I didn't know. So I. So that's something I didn't know. So I knew about Turning Point, which is coming up here, I think, just in a couple of weeks here in Atlanta. Yeah, but you do the Turning Point exactly. in Belgium? Yes, we do it in Belgium and in Romania. Exactly huh. the same format. Had no idea. And I, Yeah, I think um, the one in, now in Atlanta that is coming up in May is going to be number 20, 25. And the one in July in Belgium is going to be 20, number 26. Yeah, more than 1,000 uh, people went through it. Pretty exciting. Ah, uh, that is exciting. Very, very mm-hmm. exciting. So um, so th- that's the thing. One of the questions that we'd love to ask all of our guests always is, what is some of the best advice you've ever received? Oh, well, that's pretty easy. There is one quote that, you know, is in my mind every day, and that is, you know, do what you love. I think it's fairly logic and, you know, but not for everybody. So do what you love, but never settle for what's familiar. And it keeps me sharp somehow, you know, it keeps me on the edge. Um, because, you know, like in every industry or every, every business or every, um, you know, work that you do, there comes this moment that you settle. And you think, well, you know, it's been good. And why don't we stay here for a while? And, <laughs> um, and that, that becomes really uh, dangerous and nasty if you fall asleep and you take things for granted. So I promised myself, you know, um, never to walk um, next to my shoes. Actually, that is a promise that Paul Martinelli and I made, made towards each other. 
Like, if you see that happening one day, you quit. You know, you quit our friendship, you quit our, our, our partnership, um, because you, you've got to stay awake. And that, that for me, is the, the quote that does that. Yeah, John and, and Mark Cole, they, you know, when they got together at, at mentorship and were kind of building off of each other, and, and Mark Cole had asked John, how can you be so driven yet so content? And I see a lot mm. of that in you, right? And, and John Thank said, you. well, I, I give my best every day, and today I gave it the best, but that becomes the starting place for my tomorrow. And, exactly. uh what a what a beautiful thought and, and way to think. And I've always loved your your magnetism, your energy, um, the way that you presented yourself to you know new team members, right? Because oh, I, I, I was that I, I feel I feel like an old team member now because I think I'm going to my ninth or tenth IMC, something oh, yeah. of that sort. <laughs> but no um, friends, but you are <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. After nine or ten, I'm I'm an nine, old hat at this. But um, but the fresh face people that come up because, you know, you're the you're the person on stage and, and doing your thing. Uh, but you've mm-hmm. always been just a, a, a shining example of what the team stands for, um, what we hope to promote. And, and uh, you know, we wish you all the success and, and can't wait to see, you know, the, the incredible products that we know that's going to come out of the Inga Rock Academy. Well, thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be here, and uh, I'm very exciting to be on this show, and I hope people enjoyed it, and if people have questions, want to reach out to me, please, um, guys, feel free to do so. Absolutely. It's all about adding value, and I love to add value. And so tell them how they can do that. How can they reach out to oh, you? Oh, sure. Yeah. It, it's quite simple. It's info at ingarock.com and so that's and that's only it's not ingarocks.com it's not ingarockbottom.com it's not no, ingo it's will rock your world.com Inga- it's just ingarock.com <laughs> yeah we keep it simple <laughs> it's a simple <laughs> name well my first name for americans is not that simple but once you know how to, to write it you know it's a short name it's just info at ingarock.com Awesome. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know it's uh, a different time zone for you, so we, we're we so excited that you were with us, and I can't wait to see you again well, thank you. Uh, in Orlando in just a couple of months. Exactly. Thank you so much, Rick, and uh, it was a great pleasure to be here, and thank you, everybody. Have a lovely Friday night. And so uh, coming up next week, we're going to have Maria Konchakow. So you've heard me tease this show just like I was teasing this Inga Rock show for, for so long. Um, but you're not going to want to miss Maria. If you have any idea in your brain that that you think you can't do something, you can't achieve something, or something's holding your back, holding you back, uh, wait till you hear Maria's story. She she's got a phenomenal story, uh, seven Guinness Book of World Records, and again doing all of this just to add value to other people, not even for herself. Incredible story. So she's going to be on the show next week. Um, the week after that, we'll have the great Dave Gambrill on the show as well, founding member of the John Maxwell team and a person that has uh, completely revolutionized my business. So as we announced the RickAMorris.com launch, uh, Dave was behind a lot of that and helping me with a lot of the techniques and things that we're doing that. So we'll be talking about some marketing techniques, some ways to really improve your business. So that's what's coming up in the next couple of weeks right here on the Work-Life Balance. We hope that you'll stay on and listen to the next show here on voiceamerica.com. We always appreciate you listening to us, and we will talk to you again next Friday. You've been listening to Rick Morris. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. Thanks again.